you're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, ZZ Top, or for our Canadian friends, ZZ Top. It's time to get out of your sleeping bags, put on your cheap sunglasses, and keep waiting for the bus to LaGrange while you're party on the patio with your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, <laughs> where we'll rank the Dirty Dozen or Top 12 ZZ Top songs while discussing the band and pounding back a few brews. Yeah. Beer drinkers and hellraisers. That's right. I'm Rob. <laughs> and I'm Jake. There we go. I'd like to thank everybody who's been watching and sharing our videos and subscribing and sharing our, to our podcast. Uh, that helps so much. So please, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that. We've got thousands of views so far for that horse jizz video we did, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. And then we got a lot of reaction to the, to the bomb tequila challenge. I tried to push that on YouTube, so I changed the medium, I guess, because on Facebook we were doing really well, and then I blew it up. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, liking, sharing, subscribing, real help. Uh, special shout out to Alex Hennon and Stephen Petrie for being active on our page. Now, I'd like to take a second to talk about what we just did, like two seconds ago. We added some chance to this one. Uh, then we had three good shots, and we had three bad shots, <laughs> and we played this game. It's kind of like a one-card draw or whatever. Uh, Jake picked three cards, any three he wanted, and then he started drinking it, and he got to have some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he, he enjoyed that smoker's cough. <clears throat> Anyone then, who knows me knows that mayonnaise is my kryptonite. <clears throat> Yeah, and he had some mayonnaise and Jägermeister, which, which goes dose. perfect together. <laughs> and yeah. there were a lot of other fun drinks, so uh, I don't want to blow it away completely, but check the video out. It's pretty funny. At least it was funny to watch Jake try to drink uh, mayonnaise. So, Jake, tell me about how Beard, Gibbons, and Hill's little band from Texas yeah, influenced the great <clears throat> Jacob Newkirk. Now, before we even get that, tell me about that. I posted a photo of you with Billy Gibbons. Tell me about that. Yeah, um... Not too long ago, there was this venue in Hollywood called the Piano Bar, and uh, that, that that left like two years ago, right? Yeah, I think about then. Yeah, it's a really cool spot because there was no cover charge, and they always had um, good drink prices and and good talent. No matter what day you went in there, good bands were playing every time. And you played there, right? Uh, yeah, we would play. I forget what days we would play there every once in a while. Not like a residency, but we'd play there. But on Sundays, this guy Austin Hanks would play every Sunday, and there'd be free barbecue on the, the patio. He's friends with Billy Gibbons. And so every once in a while, you never knew which Sunday he'd pop in and kind of get up there, and he would uh, hang out, play a little guitar, maybe for a few moments. He wouldn't even like play full songs. He'd just jump up, do a little something. He was a little drunk, so he'd just like kind of bust them out real quick and then sit down. But what was really cool is that he would sit there and just like hang out with people, and uh, especially girls. And, and you and you had the long hair, so you kind of looked at <clears throat> almost if if he was yeah. if he's really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might have uh, thought I was a girl with a long beard. Yeah, my beard was longer then. Yeah, so yeah, I did get a picture with him. Um, yeah, I probably embarrassed myself because whatever I was talking to him, it was just like you know you're not prepared to to talk uh, shop, to talk music and everything. So I don't remember what I said, but I did get a picture with him. But what was cool is that he would like <clears throat> talk to people, and like they would take a picture with him. But he would get his phone out and take a picture with all of them too, and like and sit there and look at the picture and like crop it and everything. So he's just a—you could tell he's a good, good old boy. You know, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I was watching a show. It's a car show where they go and they find old cars like junkers, and then they remake it. And Billy Gibbons is the one finding it because he's like addicted uh -huh. to the, the yeah. classic cars. So there was this one scene where he went up. He's driving by and he's like, "Hold on, I gotta stop and see what's going on with that." And somebody had this whatever nineteen. 50s car in their backyard with the tires 
just sitting there. So he goes up to the front door. Billy Gibbons, imagine answering the door <laughs> and having Billy right. Gibbons standing there. Right. That must that was so crazy. Hey, what do you do? So anyway, tell me about ZZ Top and Jake. I was probably introduced to him without him realizing in the 80s, you know, with just radio rock. Your mom? Yeah, I'm sure it was my mom or my my uh, aunt or uncle, which is usually the case with all these bands. Um, you know, it might have been Legs or any of these songs. But as I matured and kind of uh, digged into some of the uh, old material, just realizing that there's some, some cool uh, old blues, some classic rock cuts there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just my favorite three piece, good kind of, uh, boogie Southern rock, Texas blues. Yeah. That's cool. Like I kind of got into them like, uh, MTV. That mm -hmm. was the big thing. It was the first I saw of them. I mean, they had those like three videos from, uh, Eliminator mm -hmm. and that, that were all like I think connected I as a story, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Was, like, Concept. Was, so that kind of got me into it and. They had spinning guitars. I thought that was the coolest thing. And fuzzy. And the fuzzy, the fuzzy guitars I could do without. But the fact that he just <laughs> spun it around and caught it and kept playing, I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I guess they have some sort of special rig for that. I tried it a couple of times and dropped my guitar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got in the 90s, I started getting into their earlier stuff. And uh, it was always yeah. like something that you'd pick up and you'd sit around and you'd play with your friends and like ZZ Top's really easy because it's pretty much twelve bar blues with some alt, right. you know alterations here and there, and you can just go and start playing. Yeah, uh, for a lot of it, there's some different ones, right? Um, but loved Billy's playing. He has like this weird sort of fuzz to his tone, and yeah, and especially like he had some really <clears throat> dirty tones in like Afterburner and and Eliminator, and oh yeah, you, you know I'm... it's not necessarily my favorite albums now, but at the time that was what was there, right? Mm. And I just remember when they hit, and it was just huge. I actually have uh, the Pearly Gates. He has his special uh, pickup, right? And he actually has his oh, guitar yeah. named Pearly Gates because it's all a long story. But he lent uh, this old car to an actress who had to get from Texas to California to try to get this part. And she gets there. She gets the part. And she sells the car because they didn't think the car was going to make it. It would be, you know, the Pearly Gates would have to open for this car to make it. He, the woman sent the, uh, the money back to Billy, the $250. And he went and he bought a guitar with it, and that's why he called it that. So, uh, so I have that. I have a specially made one in my Strat, which is in a single solo. Anyway, yeah. Nice. The, the shock, the biggest thing I think when I looked at this, I'm starting going through this now, and I'm like, I play tens, I play nines on my guitar. I play a, I think it's tens on everything really, but Billy plays sevens, and I've never heard mm. of anybody playing sevens. Mm. Sevens is so light; it's he, he can bend. Like yeah. you, could, you could bend strings just by looking at it. If you had Jedi <laughs> powers and you had a seven in front of you, you could bend like an octave and a half or two octave bend. Mm -hmm. So anyway, anyway, that was kind of an interesting. interesting. I didn't know that. For those non-guitarists out there, they're really, really fast. Especially strings. being, I mean, one of the, I don't know, probably the best, one of the best blues guitar players out there. He said he was yeah. using nines and then he was hanging out with B.B. King. And B.B. King said, why are you working so hard? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he told him, you know, you should use use eights. So Billy used sevens. <laughs> he went up them. He went up them. And yeah, as I said, you, there's only the company that makes it for Billy Gibbons is the only place you can get sevens. And it's his branded strings. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because nobody uses that. Because they, I guess it's harder if you're like, if you're going to pound on it. If you're playing lead stuff or you're playing even blues, you can play it and be fine. Yeah. But if you were playing like metal or you're playing something heavy where you're going to have to get that power and from there. I guess you can find other ways to get it nowadays, but you know what's kind of interesting too is I mentioned that guy Austin Hanks and um, 
Billy Gibbons and Austin went on some like little tour not too long ago and they had Matt Sorum on drums from GNR and they did a bunch of all their songs together. But when I saw that, I was like, these are two guitar players and a drummer. And I was like, what's what's up with the bass? And then not to, you know, we started digging in this material to to do the project. And I realized looking into it is they have, um, there's a guitar that Billy Gibbons has and that Austin was using as well, where there's something um, in the pickup, I think. And it's a this like new kind of trademark guitar where it, it, um, it sends a bass signal actually out. And it kind really? of, I think it picks up on some of the notes. So I don't, I don't know why they did that because... I don't know. I always feel like get a bass player, you know, why not? Especially if you're Billy Gibbons, but yeah. there was something going on in their guitars. You can see a little light going on in the pickup. There's like a light that shines out. And um, so it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll look it up later. And Yeah. And that's, it's cool when they do these weird things and they yeah. figure it out. Kinda innovative. And, I mean, even like ZZ Top, I mean, uh, Dusty played the keyboards on a couple of things when yeah. he got into Eliminator, but especially Eliminator when they played uh, the synth, it really wasn't synth like, uh, some like culture club would use the synth, right? <laughs> it wasn't like that. Yeah, it was like he, he, he played pretty much bass with it mostly, and that was all he really used it for. And after Burner, he got a little bit more aggressive with some of that. But you know, they're learning and they're always trying new things. Those guys. And mm-hmm. anyway, let's talk about today's beer. We just did three shots apiece, so we went a little easier today. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, mayonnaise. <laughs> well, yeah, the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise is perfect. So, uh, so we're drinking eight oh fives today. So. Semi-local. Yeah. In the 805 area code. Which is great. It's this nice, light, crisp beer that isn't going to, you know, stop. We have a yeah. thunderstorm going on outside, so I apologize <laughs> for that. Uh, if that's going. Or either that, it's my daughter upstairs, which is possible. Which, is, which works kind of <laughs> like a thunderstorm. That sounds similar. Excuse me. <laughs> my gosh. That, I think, was a little bit of a, my, my Texas prairie fire shot. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs and share uh, share clips under 15 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight to do a second clip. We have made Spotify playlists. Just search Dirty Dozen Podcast and listen to each of the lists in their entirety on Spotify. We have also created an ultimate playlist, which will include every song we mention on every cast. This way you can subscribe and always be up to date. This way, money for playing all of these songs will always head back to ZZ Top. So let's just jump in with the song that missed the cut, Jake. What song missed your cut? This was a tough one because <clears throat> obviously there's a lot of the old um, blues era that I couldn't fit into my top 12. But for some reason, I felt as listening today, kind of going through all the material, and I landed on the, the Rhythmine album. Oh, cool. And I wasn't expecting much because anything, you know, in the latter portion of material, I'm just kind of like, whatever. It's their ZZ Top. They're still doing stuff, but it's not impressive to me. But feel like should give a shout out to a song called Vincent Price Blues and actually the whole album because it was like a, a big return to the blues and there's just yeah. something about that dirty like biting guitar tone and groove it's just really super heavy blues and it stood out to me but I was prepared to pick you know one of the songs that just almost made it from the 70s stuff but I feel like that um, that song that album actually should be uh, given a listen to by a lot of people because that's a heavy album it is, it is. I, I remember they have one song on that. Uh, there's a song on there, What's Up With That, yeah. that they did a Saturday Night Live bit with. Oh, they did? The, What's up with that? What's up? It's, it's just kind of funny. No, they they kind of riffed off of it. But I don't know that they even knew that that's what they were riffing off of. <laughs> but anyway, let's listen to a little bit of Vincent Price Blues. Some 
Okay, that's Vincent Price Blues. That's one that Jake's just missed the cut. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing though, because there's some, yeah, uh, yeah, there's some it, heavier, crunchier moments there. The, the, that whole album, <laughs> the album's solid, and it went back from yeah. they were doing some other stuff. I was surprised too, because I I missed that one. I didn't even know that existed when I was listening to it. I was from, impressed. For me, the album that jumped out at me because I was listening to all of the rhythm and and mm-hmm. the Three X album and a couple of other ones coming through, mm-hmm. and they were good. And Three well, X wasn't good, but no. the the rest of it coming through was 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 decent, and they had their own moments. But then they took Rick Rubin into the studio, uh, and for La, people often do, for, yeah, for La Futura, <laughs> right? And they had a beard battle, <laughs> and I don't know if Rick won. I, I my guess is he didn't. Um, but like Jake said before, before I even get into this. This was exceptionally tough to even pick one song aside or 12, right? Mm-hmm. I tried to pick the best ZZ Top songs that I knew, not just my favorite, except for maybe one. There may be one that I kind of like pushed over the edge because it is one of my favorite songs. That said, since it's over 160 songs in their catalog. Yeah. So it's a lot. I'll be leaving off some amazing songs that you may love and that I just couldn't see pushing into the top 12 mm-hmm. of the 160. Some bands have 60 songs, so it's easier to push songs into the top 12. But 160 is quite a bit. So I like to take uh, talk about a song on La Fatura, which is the Rick Rubin album. There were three really good songs on him. Chartreuse I liked. Flying High I liked. And my honorable mention song, which I'm going to talk about now, is I Gots to Get Don't Paid. Don't say that. I like it. And, and, uh, hold on. I knew you were going to I, say I know, that. I know, I know, I know. I got it. But not to be confused with Just Got Paid <laughs> off of Rio Grande Mud. It's a throwback song, but I really didn't know what it originally threw back to. I thought it was a... It was a brilliant cover of a song I never heard, although it sounds nothing musically like the original song, right? <laughs> the original song was done by a DJ, DMD, okay, with two other people, which is Lil Keek and MC Fat Pat. It, it was a rap, and evidently it was big at like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was interesting because he tried to figure out how to do this sort of thing. ZZ Top pretty much writes their own songs. Most sure. of the time, mm-hmm. unless it's a, a blues classic. They didn't even know the difference. He's like, I didn't know what a cover was. I didn't know what a derivative work was. And if you really classify this song, it's totally a derivative work off of the, the main because it sounds nothing like it. In fact, uh, let me play uh, some, of the, some of the best rap that you'll ever hear by <laughs> DJ. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm always thinking of when I'm, when I'm saying this now? I knew you were going to pick this song for some reason. Did you? <laughs> Oh. All I have to say is keep hip hop out of my oh. ZZ top. Hip hop out of your ZZ top. I got you. The name of the song was 25 Lighters. And mm. I'll, I'll just put on the first 20 seconds of it on and see what you think. Or 15 seconds, sorry. That was my 15 second rule, sorry. Okay, you got it. That sounds just like ZZ Top. You know that's, that, that that's pretty much a ZZ paid. Top there. So here's a, the ZZ Top version of it. And uh, I wish I could start from the beginning, but they do this really cool riff in the beginning. But I kind of want to get to the same sort of uh, space where they're, where the lyrics are. So he, he, it's really a, it's a good blues tune. And the, the video is awesome, too. And maybe that's part of the reason I like it. I don't know. Here we go. Anyway, I quite like that song quite a bit. And the song is, in its entirety, very good, I think. It it was like one of those that I'm like, maybe they can push into my 12. Because I was listening to, it was one of those I was listening to a lot. And I know, I had no idea it was a hip-hop song when I liked it, in all fairness. 
yeah. you know but i i just i liked it because it was like hey they're doing something kind of different it's catchy and with me it's catchy like if, if i'm humming the song after i listen because we listen to all i listen to all 160 songs <clears throat> so when you're listening to it and there's a song you come back to over and you're like oh, i'm gonna listen to that again i'm gonna listen to that again it tends to be oh that could be considered for my that would be my top 20 obviously uh but yeah. uh, but it wouldn't be my top 12 there's there's songs that are it wouldn't be my top 15 even i think it's it's just one of those interesting songs that I thought would be interesting to talk about that yeah. would be in my top That's 20. what I was going to say. I think it's interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. I think it has Rick Rubin all over it because he's that kind of guy who wants to like to push those kinds of mashups, those different worlds, like with, you know, even with uh, Chris Cornell and Johnny Cash mixing the Soundgarden stuff, whatever. But um, it just seems, for me, I was like, I don't know, I was expecting more. It seemed kind of... Um, formulaic it's straight to away from the original version for you Is that the problem? yeah yeah i'm a purist a purist I got you. <laughs> but you know it also reminded me of that triple x album i felt was weirdly hip-hop also because there was some weird rapping that he was doing so it just it, it just really stood out to me it was uh offensive yeah but xx for three acts mm-hmm. when it moved further into the album it got better you know the first three or four songs when i started listening to me like, oh this album sucks Mm-hmm. So bad, but then there's a couple that are like, oh, they're not bad songs because he went back to the blues. The very ending was yeah, pretty yeah. good, I liked. yeah. And they kind of went back to there a little bit, but uh, yeah. oh, one yeah. of the other cool things that I didn't know before I started this journey because I knew ZZ Top by their albums, mm-hmm. I didn't really know the backstory of uh, Billy F. Gibbons, <laughs> BFG, uh, BFG, <laughs> uh, that he was in this band before ZZ Top, which is called uh, The Moving Sidewalks, and he went on tour with uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah, as as an like opening act, contact, right? I think no, he was a, well. He was an opening act for. I think he was also. I, oh, I did he? I heard that he was oh, a guitar attack. That I didn't hear, but I know that. I they, might be wrong. Yeah, but uh, uh, I know that Jimmy ended up giving him a pink, uh, strat. Oh really? Yeah, at the end of everything. Yeah, so yeah. makes sense. A pink. One. That's pretty cool. And you know that ZZ Top is the, the longest running American band without a change of lineup. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. fifty years this year. Because. The fewer members you have, the less drama. It could be, yeah. That's what I always say. And and they let Billy go off and do his thing every once in a while. Yeah, he really is kind of the band leader. Yeah, no, no doubt. No I doubt. mean, even those albums when it was getting all synthesized out, it was basically him, him doing the whole thing. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> but Dusty, it's, it's amazing. I like a lot of the, the interplay with Dusty and how everything runs. Okay, let's uh, get into the grit of this. We're going to go... 12, 11, uh, like you'll do 12, I'll do 12 and 11, 11, 10, et cetera, as we move down the okay. chain. We're going to try something new here. Oh. We're going to try, I have this new algorithm that I made because I am a geek. <laughs> People look at this and it's like, well, you give me this whole podcast and you didn't tell me what the 12 were. You told me what Jake's was. You told me what yours was. We're going to combine the two at the end and we're going to come with one definitive list depending on how we rank things. And we're going to have one list. Can't argue that. To rule them all. It's science. Yes. Okay. To rule them all. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna. St- I almost said winter is coming. To kind of, kind of, kind of mix all of those old, uh, old D and D clone shows. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to start with twelve, or do you want me to start with twelve? I don't care. I'll start with twelve. Yeah, you go for it. Mine is off of the Grillo in 1979. Mm. Uh, this one was really close. It was I, a lot of these. It's just hard to get twelve songs from 160. Yeah. So cheap sunglasses. Oh, that's your twelve. It's my twelve. As I said, there's 
there's arguments for a lot of things. Yeah. The chimey guitar highlights the main lick. I like the slide up part during the you know the, the DGB on the guitar where he does. Uh, sorry, that's a little geeky, but the the little notes that he does on that. Um, and I'll play that. And then there's a little jazzy departure part, mm-hmm. which kind of sets it apart as we get into the instrumental. Dusty Hill was talking about. It. He said we wrote that song when we used to tour tour in cars. And every gas station around the world had this cardboard display with the cheapest sunglasses you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And we must have bought a thousand pairs of them. And I kind of just pulled into it. So uh, let's hear a little bit of cheap sunglasses. And it sounds like uh, you may hear a little more of this later. But A little jazzy part, and then, and then the cool guitars come in and everything. Well, all guitars are cool generally when he plays it. <laughs> so, okay, that was my number twelve. So, number twelve for Rob, cheap sunglasses. Jake, what's your number twelve? Mine's from the uh, one of my favorite albums, Trace Ombres. Trace Ombres. This is a song about two prostitutes, from what I understand, and it's called uh, "Precious and Grace." Um, I just love that growling riff that kind of carries the song. Um, actually, Queens of the Stone Age did a cover of this one too, and I think Billy Gibbons came out and did it with them once too. But yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really cool mm-hmm. tune. Good riff. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good tune. Uh, that was your 12. What's your 11? Yeah. Uh, my number 11, also off of Trace Ombres. Trace Ombres. Is uh, a song that you could pick purely on title alone. It's Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Oh, cool. Yeah, good. Uh, I love that it's like a good vocal trade-off with uh, Billy and Dusty. And um, my favorite line is when he talks about his, with my can of dinner. Talking about beer. Oh yeah, I know. It's yeah. As I said, this this is one of the best albums. Period. By yeah, ZZ Top. for sure. And if you have the uh, well, I don't know if you have the CD, but the vinyl came with the whole spread of that Mexican uh, meal laid out there with nachos and beer and all that good stuff. He did this interview with this uh, site called Song Facts, uh, Billy Gibbons, and he talked to it. And he said, on a gig, we were driving to Phoenix through a West Texas windstorm. We, the band, were waiting to discover a place and find some safe ground. And this late night road just joint appeared. Mm-hmm. And it was right outside of El Paso, El Paso in Mexico. We ducked in quick and came face to face with our kind of folks, soulful folks seeking solace, not only in the dust of sand, but out of mind. So, uh, you know, what chance is better than that? And we joined the gathering and started scribbling. And that's where the song came from. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah so that's it's cool. So it's kind of a, it's a cool gig on that. So uh, let me uh, get that beer drinker and Hellraisers up to where it should be. Hold on a second. Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, number yeah. 11 for Maybe Jake. that should have been higher up. Every time I hear a song, I'm like, no, that's what I'm going to... It's a great song. Oh, my God. I was I was listening to the first album. I was I was like, oh, I should have put this song on there. I should have put... Yeah. But, but a lot of times, that's why I tried to step back from the whole thing. I'm like, step back. If I was going to put a song list together for a show, 
and I left yeah. name the song that I wanted to put in there on, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, would they ever be okay with it? And most of the time it's yes. Because mm-hmm. it's just a really good blues song with some really good blues playing and a lot of that. So um, so anyway, let's go to my number 11. Dun, 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 dun. This is off of Eliminator. Yay. <laughs> I had to I had to, I had to put a couple Eliminator songs. This is I have kind of, no kind of, Eliminator. I, I know. That's okay. Okay. It is good. No. Uh, but there's like some, some songs, like, especially if you stepped out of the keyboard part of it. And Eliminator was much lighter than Afterburner. Mm-hmm. And these songs also kind of hit the MTV area. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and this was the first video that they ever did. It's called Give Me All Your Lovin'. Yeah. Billy Soul is a great, the, it has like this really distinctive drum open. Uh, Billy's stuff always kind of sounds simple, and we'll get to this later, and maybe not so much on Give Me All Your Lovin', but he does all hybrid picking, so it's a lot more, it's simple, basic, but yeah. in reality, the technique is fairly totally. complex. Yeah, his feel and everything else that people don't pick up on, he's doing so much more, really, and going on there that people even notice. Yeah, the guy who did this, uh, the first one, was the guy who did most of their their MTV videos. I read that MTV, oh, I yeah, want my MTV book. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah, t- uh, Tim Newman, who's Randy Newman's brother. Was the guy who did it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I hate Randy Newman. I know, but but but, but evidently Tim Newman's really good at being oh, a director. Yeah, uh, I don't think Randy Newman was any part of the video that I remember. <laughs> it's okay. Let's anyway, <laughs> they wanted like the song to be about this horny yearning kid, and they so he had this idea, and he worked with the band to base it around a guy working at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, and they cast them in this role of mythological characters. Who kind of show and lead the young man through, which you think is just so brilliant. Because imagine, like a lot of the older people who came into MTV, where all of a sudden it's not just playing; it's you're being seen, yeah, right? Right, right. Hold and imagine if it was just them playing the first time, and you see them playing on a stage and doing like a, you know, like a Bon Jovi video or, or something <laughs> like that, right? It would be like, who are these old guys? Why should I be watching this? But the way that right. they did it was crafted so well that they became iconic. Their car became iconic, mm-hmm. and even the way brand, that they yeah. pointed, and it's interesting, that whole right. pointing thing, mm-hmm. that was totally off the cuff. That wasn't scripted. What happened is they just had to sit out there for hours and hours and hours and have that car go by them, car go by them, car go by them. <laughs> so they just started doing that, and, and then it just came up. So that was totally that them. It's quite a good good song. So let me uh, – I'll go to the breakdown on this one. This is kind of fun. So let's have a little bit of – give me your 11. It's interesting. I watched, I saw them on a, a concert in Russia that's available on YouTube. So really check that out. I'll put it in the show notes. And when they go to Russia, they don't bring all of the stuff. So it was just them playing three, you know, the three mm. instruments without, you know, they, they bring keyboards out occasionally and that when they do their regular sets at, back here in the U.S. But in Russia, they didn't. So they did Give Me All Your Lovin'. But if you listen to that song stripped down and played like they were playing an earlier album, right. All of a sudden, it's probably good. Yeah, you get that kind of vibe. So it, when I looked at it, I'm like, "Is this?" I'm talking about the song, and it's good. Yeah. And if I saw him play it live, would I like it? Would I get into it? And I say, "Yeah, I mm. would." And I needed some of that eliminator. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't necessarily need Billy's guitar and the keys to sound, the drums to sound like yeah. that, which probably drives you crazy. With the, well, it's funny because you know I love uh, the keys, you know. <laughs> well, you generally do, but it has to be really soft and, not, and wimpy. Not my... <laughs> 
<laughs> so 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 we'll see if some of there's like there's one song in particular that I'm kind of thinking sounds like a you Eric Clapton song that may be on yours, but I don't know. My, my problem is is that it all the a lot of these songs have that pop bounce to them. And I think I read that he, uh, Billy Gibbons, heard that if, if you write a song at 120 BPMs, beat per minute, then it's like you got a hit song. So I think this entire album was written based off of that. And so it's like every song ends up being kind of that droney sort of repetitive synthesizer dance machine. This is not my next song or anything. Uh, the song Velcro Fly mm-hmm. uh, on Afterburner, he, Billy Gibbons said that that is the most Bo Diddley of any song that he's ever written. Which is kind of interesting because the way it's played, it's not played like Bo, you know, Bo Diddley. Yeah. But if you kind of feel about how that the song yeah, of that goes, but anyway, so I'm gonna go number ten, and this is another one of my favorite songs. I'm bad on nationwide. Oh, yeah, off yeah. of Diguello, bass is killer in the song. I love. <laughs> I'm sorry. The guitar is great too. The bass accents the guitar solo so good. The end part. I just love when they're playing and you see them playing live, the stopping and letting Dusty go and and they start going back and forth. And maybe I'll play a little of that now. Um, but uh, he uses a this multi-string mandolin-like thing that he bought from Mexico in here. You can hear it on the track. There's a couple of weird things on here. He plays like a custom-made short-scale guitar that's tuned to G, but it's actually tuned up three steps. It's standard tuning. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. He plays this weird sort of thing, and he has this echoplex later and octave box that he plays towards the end. I knew none of this. I know, I know. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's, I, I don't like geeking out too much, so occasionally I'm going to geek out today, and I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm bad. I'm nationwide. That's my number ten. So, Jake, what do you got? My number ten is off the very first album called First Album. Ooh, nice. See, yeah, and it's Brown Sugar. Ah, uh, you know, I thought that that would be on yours. Yeah, only because um, you thought it was the the Rolling Stones version. <laughs> yeah, that was a cover. <laughs> Actually, the reason that didn't show on mine is because of its topic, but we can go into that. I think it's um, they kind of established their sound there i love the great guitar licks for the whole intro i mean it's a good portion of just you know guitar and vocal the best part is that payoff that sweet sustain where he's like hanging on it before that song kicks in with that like boogie groove you just gotta hear it yeah no it's good for me i love the slow stop in the beginning but my Mm -hmm. the biggest problem i had with the song was the pro heroin feel of the song Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's kind of all about that it's not about like you know, the Rolling Stones version, which is about interracial love or whatever. <laughs> but Brown Sugar in here is about heroin. You know, it's kind of like, it's a pretty pro-heroin song. But the slappiness of the intro of the intro guitar and just of him playing, it's just oh, it's so yeah. good. And, but musically, it would have made it. And for me, it didn't just because of that. So anyway, let's hear a little bit of Brown Sugar. <laughs> Yeah, brown sugar. It's it's a really so good, good song. It's that a good sustain song. that just kind of that tension there. Before oh, it's, it, it's brilliant. I mean, I, it's the intros. I almost better than Lagrange. I just I, I get that yeah. photo. It's so good, and yeah, yeah. we're not really going to catch that part of here. I apologize. Anyway, brown sugar is your number ten, right? It's my number ten. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we got nine? Yeah. Uh, this one, I feel like you might 
disagree. But it's uh, Tush, I got you get paid. Tush from Bandango. Tush, I've never heard um, that one. How does that go? <laughs> it's the reason it might be a little bit lower than most people's because it's just it's it's you know it's a stock kind of radio song, but it's twelve bar blues at its best. Mm-hmm. And it's just got that cool uh, sleazy boogie. Um, so yeah, it has to make the list. It's not super high up there. Tush is not like Tush. Like it's not just no, it's Tush. Booty. It's not just booty like your butt. They have sayings in in Texas where they're from. Like wow, that's a Tush car. Wow, that's a Tush. That's a Tush outfit. It's oh. not. They're not talking about your butt. I was talking about a piece of butt. Yeah. Well, that's that's a double <laughs> meaning. But but down there, it's like it's you're super rich. It's super cool. It's uh-huh. it's Tush. You know what I mean? That's a Tush outfit. That's pretty good. It's not just because you have a a, a butt oh, or okay. whatever. But anyway. No peeking ahead. Well, it's still my number nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so let's hear Tush. Okay. Perfect. Tush. There you go. Number nine, Tush. For Jake, I'm going to go with my number nine which is off of Rio Grande Mud. And since I did the other song as my honorable mention song, I'm going to go with the original. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> just Got Paid. You don't, you don't like Just Got Paid? I love that song. Okay, okay. Like... <laughs> I, I have it at nine, and I know that's probably your problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So it's okay. We're going to have these things. And especially when you look at the, the stuff up there, and uh, there's one or two songs that I may put up there that Jake probably doesn't have on his list at all. <laughs> Which is okay, right, but I have good. but no, I have reasons for it. You know what I mean? And and I think people listening to this will have different sort of yeah. feels. Anyway, just got paid. Uh, they actually had to stop playing the song for a while because uh, <laughs> their fans started throwing coins at them during the song, and they and they started thinking, "Is it worth the fifty dollars to get pelted with change <laughs> during the song?" The riff, the opening riff, leaves you humming the song. Billy's amazing in the song. Uh, I think I'll play a little of the verse. That's, so good. That's my number nine. Mm. And uh, for my number eight, dun, 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 dun. This is a song Jake does not have on his, but it's the first song that I saw by ZZ Top ever and when I was in that sort of 80s space. This is really, I, 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 you know, I graduated high school in the very late 80s. So I kind of got this as part of it. So for me, Legs is <laughs> a great tune. I didn't put it number one or anything. I put it number eight. But it, the video was amazing, and it's they kind of flipped the script on this one. They made the girl the star or whatever. But the best thing I think that I heard about this, there was a there's a guy Greg Goldie uh, Goldie. I'm sorry, he was a guitarist with Dio. He worked at Warner Brothers for a while, and he says she got legs. She knows how to use them. The first two lines, story's done. Nobody's going. What's the song about? <laughs> <laughs> right. So everybody, you, you kind of get what the song's about right off the bat. <laughs> That's legs. Yeah, that, it's a good song. It's the thing where like, and once again, check out the Russia one because they play it just straight up. There's none of that. Right. I was gonna say without the sequencer. I mean, the disco feels still gonna be there. Which and it really isn't. It really isn't. It is to some degree. But it's kind of cool to see Billy do that riff 
No, I bet because when you strip, when you strip it down to a three piece, then you're really gonna get the the organics of the song. It's gonna sound like what the you know what it it should be. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go listen to that one. But as far as the you know on the record that version of it, it's it's always been like it's a good song. I won't ever discredit that, but it's not gonna come near my list because it's just got that pop bounce to it. I think they got caught in that trap of the overproduced. They did. I mean, it, it a was a product of the time too. I mean, you can't blame them because you know they're they're a blues rock band when it wasn't hip to be that. So they had to kind of meld the two together. What was going on with sequencers? But and the underlying and, the underlying tones, the underlying playing, and with legs, if you get into that solo, it's pretty. Yeah. it's pretty tight. No, it is. Yeah, they found a good way to mix that kind of synthesizer blues for it's, some reason. It's like pretty much they the played the same way. Do it. They played the same way, but they added the synth. Yeah, and that, they they played the bass line yeah. with it, and they, you know, Dusty started learning some right hand when he got the afterburner. <laughs> right, and you know the the uh, fuzzy guitars debuted in this video, and actually I read that it was um, filmed out here in Newhall. Did you know they? Oh no, that? that's yeah. cool. I uh, if you watch it, I I tried to watch it and see if it looked familiar, like any of the local spots here. But yeah, oh that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so much stuff filmed out here. It's it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway. How about number eight for Jake? It's hard to separate these two songs, but I had to. <laughs> I know what songs they are, then. <laughs> so which one did you separate uh, off first? Off of Trace Ombres, again, one yes. of my favorites. Jesus Just Left Chicago. Great tune. Usually it needs to follow waiting, but um, it's just it's such a good song. And I love the line you know, where Dusty says, take me with you, Jesus. It's like, I think it's one minute and 26, right before that ripping solo that uh -huh. comes in. That's just that's the payoff for the song. Is for that me. the part you want to hear? That's what I want to cue it up to. Wow, Jake's to give me a time call out. I give made me. a note. Wow, look <laughs> at that. Let's hope it lands. I hope people know the song though. But there we go. There we go. They can hit the good part. Anyway. It don't matter. No, Jesus left it. It's it's great. I love what they did with it, and maybe I'll talk about that later. But uh, he he got he got the idea from one of his friends when he was younger. He was known as well, one of these guys, right? And he had all these strange sayings. And one day he was talking to him on the phone. He goes, he blurted out, "Jesus just left Chicago." <laughs> you know about really? something? Yeah. And it's like, and he took that. He's like, "That's freaking awesome! I'm gonna do that." Yeah, you know, that's a song name, right? There. Yeah, that's a song name. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so number eight for Jake is Jesus just left Chicago. That's right. What seven? Are we uh, stick keeping the songs together or are we doing something different? <laughs> yeah, I split them up. Okay. For good reason. Uh, number seven is off of Fandango. Fandango. Uh, good album. I could have brought in some more cuts from this album, but I didn't. This is the one that made it and it's heard it on the X. Oh, great tune. Uh, killer bass jam. About um, pirate radio, kind of like the the cool underground it's, it, it's, tunes. It's not even pirate radio. What it, they they lived in like in Texas, mm -hmm. and what happened is in the U.S. you have a fifty thousand watt from any transmitter. Yeah. There there were radio stations who bought space on the Mexican border on the Mexican side, where there's no broadcast. limits. Yeah, exactly. So they're so putting five hundred thousand. No FCC, any of that. They're putting yeah. five hundred thousand watt. Yep. So you could hear it like in. Like Kansas, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you can hear it everywhere, and that's where. And Wolfman Jack actually owned a couple of them. 
Oh, and, really? And the, that was the two. It was, uh, what was the, what was it? X, uh, XERF in uh, Via Acuna, which is near Del Rio, and XERB, which is near Tijuana. Oh. That's where you get, this is an amazing song. I love the interplay with uh, Billy and Dusty on the song. Yeah. Uh, such so. a good boogie tune. Yeah, no, it's great. So let's hear a little bit of Heard It on the X. We were playing this just the other day. We just picked yeah. it up. That was kind of fun. That was good. Yeah, we started, uh, we were hanging out the other day, and we started just doing some uh, ZZ Top jams. We didn't record it, which we should have, uh, but anyway, here we go. Yeah, it's a yeah, great, great song. The song Scoots. There's actually, um, there was like a soundtrack for ecw wrestling a while many years back that i got that had a cover of this song and it was by the guys from pantera but it was just it, it wasn't phil singing it was like the guitar bass drum no but it was cool because they're all from texas yeah. you know so they did the whole the, thing and Dimebag is singing and playing guitar you gotta check it out you oh yeah yeah, yeah because they kind of give it a little bit of a heavier crunch but still uh pay tribute to the original song so yeah go dig it up all right, so uh, Heard It on the X was your number eight? My was, seven. That was your seven? Okay, seven, good. Yeah. So we're up to my number seven, and this one's a little different one. Now, this is the one I threw on here that probably isn't one of their top 12 songs, but for me it is. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my family lives in Mississippi, so you can kind of see where this is going. Uh, <laughs> my mm. heads in Mississippi always kind of mm. ring out to me, and it's a good blues tune, too, even though it was uh, one of the later albums on Recycler. I love this the imagery in here. I love the song. I love the riff. I just enjoy the song quite a bit. It's yeah. not really Viva Las Vegas good, but, but it's a good tune. Though. No, no, no. no. It's, it, it's really it's a good tune. And I mean, I, yeah, I made a note of that song too. It, it didn't make my cut, but that that is a standout track for ZZ Top. Yeah, every time I listen to it, I think of my parents and I think of my family. So, and I never, I was, you're, you're I was. From, uh, your family's from Mississippi. No, my family moved to Mississippi when I was in college. Oh. I'm a Jersey guy, a New York right. and Jersey guy. You're so, a Yankee. Yeah, I'm a Yankee. And they moved to Mississippi when I was a junior in college. Oh. And they've been there for quite a while now. And they never want to leave. It's just really hard down here. And we're just going to like it here. And <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that sounded like George Bush. That's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> here go the impressions. Oh, no. We're not going there yet. <laughs> Anyway, I love that whole growl that he does. Yeah. When, whenever he does a song with that, you know, his deep growl. Mm-hmm. He's channeling some John Lee Hooker there. Yeah. That how, 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 how. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, good. That's sure. a good honorable mention there for sure. Yeah, no, it's a great tune. I love it. And uh, there's actually a decent video for it, but yeah, that um, wasn't for me for that one. Why don't you do number six? I'm not going to jump because I kind of want to lump my six and five together for some reason. Oh, I can't imagine <laughs> why that would be. It's like, can you do six? And I'll do six. All I five. know is that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number six is uh, something you mentioned off De Guayo. De Guayo? De Guayo? It's uh, Cheap Sunglasses. Oh, nice. This is classic, essential, ZZ Top tune. I love the bluesy twang guitar. And what we talked about before, that 
cool kind of spacey part about a minute in before the solo and then um yeah we kind of played that part already yeah the ending kind of winds up you could play the intro man i mean this song, okay okay we'll play the intro bad it's great Number six for Jake. So good. Yeah, Cheap Sunglasses. It's a good, it's a good tune. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not quite a number six, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I, I, as I said, a lot of these are interchangeable. But it's kind of like you're talking about this stuff as if it's it's the best of the best already. You're mm-hmm. talking like the top right. percent. You're talking 12 songs. Yeah. The, the, the nuance between 12 and 8. Yeah. Maybe it's your favorite of the favorite of the favorite. Favorite of the yeah, favorite, yeah. Because you're throwing it in there and it's like... There's a as I said 160 songs mm-hmm. and it's still in that list so it's it's pretty good no matter where you put yeah, it's it. It's like we picked microwave dinner. Is that the, that song? Uh, you a TV dinner. Uh, TV, oh, TV, TV dinner. TV dinner. If anybody has to see it, everybody. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Stop what you're doing. Well, don't stop. And listen to the rest of the podcast. But when you're done, uh, but video. pick. Uh, you have to watch this video. It is the most bizarre video I've ever seen. The it's, song isn't as bad as the video makes it appear to be. Oh, the video! Yeah, the video is all about like this alien who's living in a TV dinner and it's claymation and it's really creepy. And it's like this back whole... when before microwaves, because yeah. back then you had to. Uh... No, I think he had a microwave. Yeah, but no oh, no. foil on the... the foil. Oh yeah, so, so so I think it was put in TV dinners. Yeah, yeah. putting in the, in the oven. It was kind of like an X Files. He said, "What if we do X Files with this TV dinner song, which is kind of a silly song about TV dinners and how they're good to eat and all that stuff." Yeah. But the song itself, music, yeah, yeah, the, the it's, song itself. The video is just whacked. <laughs> it's whacked, and that's not any of our list, I don't think. But it's not, no. we're not what we're talking about now. But if we had to pick a but top video, easy top video, that, that that would be near there. That, yeah, you'd have, that's a must watch, easy tip, <laughs> because it's not part of the trilogy. It's just this whole other thing, and yeah. like uh, like Rough Boys, another one like that. That they have, mm. they have the they have hot women in there. You see these legs moving around, and it's just like a computer top on top of it. You know what I mean? But I'm like. Damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, my number six is uh, off of Trace Ambres, mm-hmm. and it's waiting for the bus. Oh, that's your six. It's my six. Have mercy. You know, I've been waiting for the bus all day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. I think Dusty Hill. He did an interview with Spin. He said, "I've always liked this song. It's a working man's song." It's been a couple of years, but I went from Austin to Houston and I decided, hell, I'll ride the bus. I hadn't done it in a long time, and you meet some very unique people on a bus in a bus station. I like to people watch the bus stations and train stations. The thing about a bus is who you sit beside. If the guy has good wine, then it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I, (laughs) and you know, the song is, as as Jake was saying before, it feels like you have to hear Jesus just left Chicago after it. And Jake, it has the harmonica in it. So that's why I figure it probably jumped up on your list. Any song (laughs) with a harmonica is automatically up Two or three spots more than it should be <laughs> for Jake. So, uh, but this is number six, so we're still pretty close on this thing. So, uh, I'm gonna wait for the bus a little bit. Here we go. Have mercy. So yeah, it's all good. Okay, so that's my number six. My number five is oh wait, Jesus just left Chicago. <laughs> How did that happen? I, you, I I hear the first one. I have to roll into the second you have one. To, yeah. And I think if we were doing a countdown from one to twelve, 
it would have been waiting for the bus would be five and jesus left chicago would be six yeah. it's one <laughs> song as far as i'm concerned yeah it really kind for of a is. matter of, of uh, picking top 12 they need to be separated i like this one spot in it uh it's about what they do with this is they add that little extra measure in the 12 bar blues yeah so down, extends uh, farther yeah and then you're ready Get to make tension. that change to the mm-hmm. 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 and then it goes into the end yeah so it's, it's cool so i'll play a little of that part Let's listen up. And it has Mississippi in it, too, so that gave it a little half a point. <laughs> half a point for me. And Jesus is in Mississippi, so if you're in Mississippi, <laughs> he's turning that muddy water into wine. So <laughs> it's got an all points in between. And he goes from right from Mississippi to he's going to he's going to Louisiana, right? Yeah. Right? But he's he's going through Mississippi, which makes sense because that's on the way from Chicago Geographic. to Mississippi. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. right before he's in Mississippi and then he goes to California. <laughs> you, know, you, you notice the, the lyrics? He's like, oh, I just want to. Oh, he's in California now. Yeah. A little side route. It's like, I was a going there. I, over. I was going to Louisiana, but. I just I'm going to California, <laughs> but it's great. It's a good, it's a great tune. And uh, anyway, that's my uh, my number five. So Jake, what's your number five and your four? Number number five is uh, off Deguelo. Deguelo, and it's I'm bad. I'm nationwide. Yes, that's good. You have it in the wrong spot, it's but it's good. Just a badass song. Lyrics and groove are perfect. Uh. It just picks up for that last minute of the song, too, at the end. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a good song. Should be high up there. Maybe uh, yours is higher than mine, but. No, I already played it. It was my number 10. <laughs> so here to hear that next little part but yeah the next time constraints really the gold <laughs> so okay that's a that's a good tune for number five mm-hmm. what do you got number four number four this is where we might um deviate have, yeah i think it's gonna get into that territory now off of chase hombres right hombres and it is lagrange lagrange it made number four it's it's no, a classic I, song i got it it's got that blues boogie riff that shuffle on the drums um, just so good, and the uh, that indulgent kind of pinch harmonic ending that Billy Gibbons does. Yeah. But um, it's kind of interesting. You ever hear that that movie, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. actually about the same place in Lagrange. Yep. The whole story. I was like, I didn't know that because I saw that when I was a kid. Because my parents would watch anything that Dolly Parton was in, <laughs> and as a as a young boy, watching Dolly Parton was always good too. <laughs> So I was always I was always in on those things. It's like it's it, it, it's this musical, and I'm like, okay, she gets to dance around a while. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, and, and there's an interesting thing that I'll talk about later. Remind me about John Lee Hooker in this song. Yeah, it's it's a good a good tune. So uh, anyway, let's hear uh, Lagrange, Jake's number four. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
I love that blues guitar, the picking intro, and then just falls into that like sexy groove. What makes the groove sexy? Uh, BFG. BF, well, I guess he always does it, right? <laughs> the Reverend Billy F. Gibbons. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good yeah. tune. I, Tell that, me that ain't sexy. No, I, all of the early, like Deguello especially. Yeah, and it's got that R&B. All right, so that was your number three. Mm-hmm. What's your number two? I'm up. Uh, number two, this is another good uh, fave of mine. Legs. Off of <laughs> Rio Grande Mud. Rio Grande Mud. Just so- got paid. That killer boogie jam. Uh, I love that riff and the groove and that there's just like something about that running bass line through the song too. And actually, this is a fun one to play that I played with a, a couple of friends of mine every once in a while when we get together. But um, such a good tune, and it should be high up there on number two. So good. Yeah, so nasty. Got, yeah, it just got paid. It's a good tune. Straight up. Not Better than Guts to get paid. Oh, that we haven't heard that yet from you. That's He's, he's kind of foreshadowing. <laughs> That's number two. I just breath. got paid. So we all know what number one is. That's right. I can feel it. All right. My number two is something that Jake weighed way too high. I, I, I'm going to have to deal with that on my top two, I think. Uh, is Tosh. So... Uh, mm. you know, I it really can't do much better in this song, and uh, you know, it's always funny how they always kind of play with it. Like I was telling before, they have the different meanings for Tosh, but the the double entendre. I think that ZZ Top has gotten away with so much. Yeah, uh, pearl necklace, dirty, uh, dirty know, lyrics. Yeah, dirty lyrics, but they kind of hide it. Yeah, you know it's what I mean. They use. Oh yeah, pearl necklace. He's getting her a necklace. He loves the necklace, you know, (laughs) or whatever. Rock a little bit. Yeah, they they have so much (laughs) tube steak boogie and all. (laughs) And and they and they try to literally. I I saw an interview with tube steak boogie that that they're trying to say that tube snake is a brand of surfboard that they use. And oh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, that's not what it's about. It's just like they're trying to they're trying to mess with you. Tush is my number two. Uh, they usually play this now. If you see them play, they'll play it, and they'll be they'll play it in the last two songs for some reason, which may mean that they're, they're, it's, it is one of their last, the best two songs, <laughs> and that everybody in the whole place wants to hear it, unless you have a beard and a <laughs> yeah, all those beard and dreadlocks, <laughs> all those simpletons. I know who who buy like ground beef, who just settle for twelve bar blues. <laughs> Anyway, Tush is my number two, and since I guess I'll go with my number one because it's not going to be a no- we're not going to match today, people. Uh, today. My, my number one is La Grange because it's when I think mm. of ZZ Top. When people think of ZZ Top, uh, that's the tune they think of. I think of that yeah, awesome, that's true. That awesome sort of guitar in the beginning. Oh, and I want to talk to you. This is what it is Boogie Chillin'. 
this song is yeah. supposedly John a ripoff uh-huh. by John Lee Hooker, and it's a song called Boogie Chillin'. Uh-huh. And that said, it's, you know, it's. I listen to it. I'm like, I I guess, but let's listen to it a little. Let's get that nah, 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 nah part of the riff. Yeah, I guess. So let's just a little Boogie Chillin' and see if we can see it. Identical. <laughs> <laughs> She went to LaGrange. There's a house in the hill. Because she was working at the (laughs) chicken ranch. Plagiarism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, I don't see it. But it it comes down to that. He has sort of that shuffle is the same. But when you get to it, and the reason this didn't win in the lawsuit that yeah, they had. Yeah, there many lawsuits, actually, with these guys. Yeah, but it ended up being that it was part of public domain at that point. Yeah, yeah, there was so, a settlement. The thing is, though, I mean, the how, how, how part was also John Lee Hooker. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're a derivative of this stuff. But, I mean, that comes with the blues. It's I mean, blues. When we did how Led Zeppelin, how many yeah. times did we sit here and point to all the songs that it kind of maybe came from? No, I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, it's, it's going to come with the Every territory. chord you hit, oh, that's a 1-4-5 progression. I did right. that when I yeah, was, whatever. On. I mean, come on. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, th- th- I think every band has done that. So, mm-hmm. ever. So, you can kind of argue it. Exactly. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I think the caveman, when they were first doing music, they did. Yeah, they, 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 the they hummed in 1 4 5 <laughs> <laughs> you know probably yeah. <laughs> i think it was I like put money on that yeah so i got a pearl necklace that's what the yeah, kid that's... was saying you know <laughs> i got a pearl necklace <laughs> she wants a pearl necklace <laughs> i think i will go to Tiffany's and get her some <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness anyway now that we found out what the number one song of all time, oh, let's actually play that instead of just boogie chilling. Oh, it's the same thing, though. Yeah, I mean, we kind of <laughs> heard it. You're right. It's just that that same old. I mean, it's identical, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let's listen to the Lagrange a little bit. That person. Sorry, I can't help myself. How? How? Okay, that's the number it's one done. song, and actually, we'll see when we actually put it into the computer at the end of this, and figure out what the number one song uh, is. But as far as I'm concerned, we'll that's my number one computer. song. So we'll see about the computer, but I made sure that it's just my list. <laughs> no, <Yeah. I'm> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's totally, your, it's, it's totally legit. Formula is here. That's weird. Now let's listen to the the most obscure song by ZZ Top, which is number whatever. <laughs> this is off of the no. Three X album. <laughs> This is Dread Mon Boogaloo. <laughs> because it had dreads in it. And I, I heard love that it. One. <laughs> I funny. have dreads in my hair. I heard that one today, it. too. I was like, what is going on with this song? <laughs> no, for mine, um, you know, we talk about what, 
what would be like the uh, the majority of people would pick and kind of the special tunes. And to me, this one double back. No, that that was almost on my oh, list really? though. Okay, because I was a big Back to the Future. Uh, okay, that's cool. Movie fan. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was that was a big tune too. Yeah, when they did that, missed my list. You can actually go on YouTube and find that song. They did the hillbilly version of it. Oh really? Yeah, it's oh. pretty good. Oh, that's good. But um, one. I'm always I always talk about you know if. I'll ask people, what's your like entrance music? If you're going to walk into a room, like what would song would play for you to like be uh, introduced to this room of people? I got to get paid. (laughs) (laughs) So one my favorite song of ZZ top for the longest time. And I always thought it would be cool. Entrance music is waiting for the bus. Okay. Because yeah, it's my favorite song. It's got that cool kind of, there's a snap to it. It kind of pops to that riff. Um, song kind of trods along and it's just it's got it's just that feel the feel no, of the song I, that only these guys could do hashtag harmonica <laughs> you don't even need the, the harmonica part no. all you need is for me to walk in the room and you hit play I was talking to my daughter we were listening to this in the car and uh, and, and I was like what instrument is that Anna and she's like oh that's I don't know I said that's harmonica oh that's awesome you know, yeah. she was really getting into it so anyway so if it's good enough for a ten year old, it should be number one go. overall. No, no, it's it's a great it's song. No, it's a waiting for the bus is a killer song. Yeah, uh, number one. Let's go for Jake. Even though he says he doesn't even need it's my part music. in here. What's your entrance music? We'll ask. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll let's get we'll, we'll find that out. <laughs> we'll leave you hanging on for Rob's entrance music. Stay tuned. Yeah, picture me walking into a room with that. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, here's my first thought. I'll, I'll walk it through because I haven't thought this out. Yeah. So first, no, you you the, can take time if you want. The to, first of all is he's got legs and knows how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, probably off of Mescalero. Me so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm gonna. All right, so that's it. We went through our top twelve, and uh, Jake, you want to run through your your list, or let me go first, and then you can go through. Do you okay. have your, your list all set up? Yeah. My number one is Lagrange. My number two is Tush. My number three is Sharp Dressed Man. My number one is I heard it on the X. Well, number four, I'm sorry, is I heard it on the X. Five, Jesus just left Chicago. Six, waiting for the bus. Seven, my head's in Mississippi. Eight, legs. Nine, just got paid. Ten, I'm bad and nationwide. Eleven, give me all your loving. Twelve, cheap sunglasses. And my honorable mention was I gots to get paid. So, Jake, what do you got? <laughs> Number one, the one and only waiting for the bus. Definitive ZZ Top. Uh, number two, just got paid. Killer Boogie Jam. Number three, full for your stockings. Killer Blues Fields in that one. Number four, LaGrange. Everyone knows that song. Classic. Five, I'm bad. I'm nationwide. The title alone says it all. Uh, Number six, Cheap Sunglasses. Again, great title. Killer song. Uh, Number seven, Heard It on the X. And that's a killer fast jam. Uh, Number eight, Jesus Just Left Chicago. Killer blues. Number nine, Tush. Everyone knows it. Um, Number ten, Brown Sugar. 
the best introduction to ZZ Top you could start with. Uh, number 11, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Again, killer title. Can't get any better than that. And number 12, Precious and Grace, about two hookers. Okay. <laughs> and your, uh, what was your, uh, your just missed again? Uh, Vincent Price Blues. Okay. Off of um, Rhythmine. Which now, I just recently discovered, and I recommend people go dig into it because it sounds like Zach Wild meets ZZ Top. Yeah, and I'm I'm a love Futura. I really like that album. Oh, do of, you? of the ones? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, know, you like the hip hop ZZ Top. No, it's not hip hop ZZ Top. <laughs> it's that one song, but the whole album is really good. Like if you start listening, it's just it's good. It's a little, it's still blues centric. It's just with a clean, crisp sound, and I guess it may be just the technology that caught up with him. Yeah, more modern. And Rick Rubin's doing it, too, so I kind of like his vibe sometimes. I, obviously, he does some poppy things and stuff, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a good tune, so check that out. And uh, now I need you to make some computer noises as we put this into the computer. That's your Wayne's World. Oh, no, bloop. <laughs> I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Oh, sorry, I'm completely lost. Beep boop, beep boop, boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep And now for the the official, for the first time ever, the official top Dirty Dozen by the Dirty Dozen podcast. Why did it take this long? Here's the official rankings. Okay, should we start number 12? We'll start at number 12. The number 12 official Dirty Dozen ranking is Legs. Number 11, My Head's in Mississippi. Number 10, Cheap Sunglasses. Number 9, Fool for Your Stockings. Number 8, Sharp Dressed Man. Number 7, I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide. Number 6, Jesus Just Left Chicago. Number 5, Heard It on the X. Number 4, Just Got Paid. Number 3, Tush. Number 2, Waiting for the Bus. Mm -hmm. And number 1 was LaGrange. So that's our first one ever. So yeah. we have kind of a computer that does this thing now. So, right. so it kind I'm of okay with it. It kind of fixes all of ours without, you know, without us kind of arguing about them. Yeah, it's, it, no... it's more the the computer just spits it out and says, "This yeah. is what's right." Third party yeah. algorithms. Yeah, yeah. That, that, on board. I am a digital third party. I will fix something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Lagrange waiting for the bus. Tush just got paid. Heard on the X. Jesus left Chicago on bad nationwide. Yeah, you got the best man, right there. Fool for your stockings, cheap sunglasses, and my head's in Mississippi, and legs. So we'll do an official rankings, actually, on our uh, on Spotify. And what we're going to do is we're just going to update that every podcast. So what I'll do is I'll take those that those 12 there, and, and they'll go into the ultimate or they'll go someplace else, and they'll disappear. And the next one will be the next 12 that comes out, and the next 12. So that's one you can actually subscribe to and be up to date on every podcast if you're listening to us live as we're going so then you don't have to resubscribe and you don't have to get lost in 258 songs as, <laughs> as we put every song that we ever did on the podcast yeah. on this thing uh so i can get kind of lost but this way it's just one list that you always have the current podcast on so okay uh wait uh first of all 805 we kind of know what 805 is mm -hmm. uh you like it right yeah it's good enough okay <laughs> Do you want another smoker's cough shot? You, you, you look like you need a little mayonnaise. 805 is better than Jaeger. a smoker's cough. Uh, <laughs> if that's what you're asking. Uh, yeah. Okay, next week, we are going back into the 90s. <laughs> I think we should play some Southern... No, let's not play some Southern Rock. Let's play some Southern Rock. No, let's not. Uh, let's play some Nirvana. 
So we're going to do some Nirvana yeah. next week. and yeah. uh, Well, in two weeks. That'd be fun. Uh, two weeks from today, uh, you will see the Nirvana podcast. So everybody has an opinion about Nirvana. Which album's best? Uh, yeah, so they're a great band. Oh, Another three-piece. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so we went from three-piece to three-piece. Different total sound and mm-hmm. different vibe, but uh, we're looking forward to that. So thanks for spending time with us, and uh, God bless. Jake, anything before we go? No. Thank you. They don't call him the best color man in radio? <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. All right. Uh, God bless. See you soon. <laughs>